Did you know that Cryptocurrent now has its own apparel shop? Well, look no further. If you want the latest gear from the Cryptocurrent crew, please check out both our show notes and our website where you can get anything from a long sleeve shirt to joggers to sweatshirts to tank tops, hats, you name it. We have some pretty swagged out gear for you. So if you're in love with our brand just as much as we are, please check out our gear today. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a special guest all the way out in Boston that is helping to run a really cool crypto venture fund. We have Rob Fresca, who's a managing partner with Cosmo X. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me here today. I am excited to speak with you about all the different things that you're getting to see in the market. What, what I've learned through people who are in funds, you get to see really, really amazing projects. And you're getting to see kind of the latest and the greatest as it relates to innovations and all kinds of different verticals within crypto. But before we unpack all of that, first want to learn a little bit more about you. Can you give us a little bit of background about yourself? Yeah, actually, uh, yeah, great to be here. Uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've been, I'm a dot-com guy. Uh, I've been building companies since uh, 1993. Uh, I used to be a Navy pilot and uh, flew off carriers. I was over at Carnegie Mellon. And uh, this was back in the 90s. And I started the very first uh, financial service on the internet. First stock quote server, first mutual fund site. I used to, I put Charles Schwab on the net when I was, when I was 29, I sold that company uh, to Intuit and worked for Scott Cook and Bill Harris and Bill Campbell back then. Did another company, sold it uh, in the AI space, sold it to Lycos. Most people don't even know what Lycos is. It's the number, it was the number two portal behind Yahoo. A lot of people don't even know who Yahoo was. Uh, this was <laughs> like way before Google. Uh, and we took that company public and then sold it to Telefonica. Uh, did another company in the video game space, voice over IP called Vivox, uh, purchased by Unity. So I've been doing startups for a long time, more than 30 years. And uh, I run today, um, co-founder of a firm called Cosmo Ventures. And we have a blockchain opportunities venture fund. It's actually tokenized itself. Uh, it's called CosmoX.com. Uh, and we, uh, we did about 20, 23 deals last year, uh, investments in the space. So what we try to do is really get in early. So we try to get in before tokens or before the company even goes liquid. Uh, super, super early. Obviously, when you get in so early, you're getting it really at a discount to, uh, to the market. Uh, and that's, that's what we're all about. Right. Well, that's really cool. So first, thank you for your service. Second, awesome serial entrepreneurial lifestyle. I mean, the fact that you've already exited two companies is is huge. Like 
a lot of people don't necessarily understand what it takes Actually, to four. Four, <laughs> four companies. That is that is nuts, which which just speaks to the ability that you've had to run operations in your companies uh, efficiently and show value and then be able to pick up and start again and, and just enjoy the grind of it also. It makes sense that you have kind of transitioned into now helping find some of these other superstars and help them on their way so that they can, uh, you know, become uh, extremely profitable and, and, and also hopefully helping the various types of verticals that you are designed to be in. So in the world of crypto, whether that's, you know, financial independence, whether that is uh, gaming or metaverse, et cetera, you, right. you now have the ability to have impact on way more verticals instead of being laser focused on, on one project, right? That's right. That's right. You know, look, I, I, my partners and I, we got four partners and we're all serial entrepreneurs on the team. We've all been there, kind of done it, did it. And we always kind of say, man, I've seen this movie before. Uh, I know I've, I've been in this movie before and I know how it's going to end. And uh, I personally believe blockchain is the single largest value creation event in our lifetime. Uh, and I, and I was at .com, I was in mobile, I was in, you know, uh, e-commerce. I did companies in all that part of the world, all that kind of the, the ecosystem and blockchain, I think is far bigger. Uh, than the internet itself. So for us to be investing in this space and looking at all these incredible projects and seeing the speed at which things are happening, the amount of value that's being created and 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 how global it is, it's it's just incredibly, incredibly exciting. So uh, so let's yeah. uh I want to spend a moment on that really quickly. So yeah, again, yeah. you you've you've been in web one, so internet one point oh. you've been in web two as we look at mobile and and then like things like Facebook and things being built on top of that layer. And now we're looking at Web3, blockchain, uh, crypto and everything else. So what was your first introduction into the crypto space? Like how, how does it even get on your radar? And, and, and like you said, you made the statement that blockchain is the single greatest event of, of our lifetime. Like how, do, how did you come to this discovery so quickly once you learned about it? Yeah, so so um, my partner Ken Lang, he uh, he's one of these guys. Uh, he's a total polymath. He's you know Carnegie Mellon PhD, neural nets, AI, you know five degrees, forty patents. The guy is just. I did a company with him. We sold it. That that was the company we sold to uh, to Lycos. It was an AI company. Uh, in fact, it invented a, most of the tech behind Google uh, AdWords um, using AI wow. neural nets. And, yeah. and, and he came to, uh, he, you know, he's on our team, he's our CTO. And he came to us and he said, Hey, look, uh, this was right when Bitcoin came out. And he said, there's this thing called big Bitcoin and you got to take a look at it. It's using this technology, uh, blockchain. And it's basically solving the trust problem, the centralized trust problem. Now, a lot of people didn't know that there we had a centralized trust problem, right? Right. Uh, I, I did because I grew up in the internet. Like I, I saw and in e-commerce. And, and, you know, one of the things that entrepreneurs do is entrepreneur, the world sees problems, right? And what entrepreneurs do is they, they don't see problems. They, they dream of solutions. And, 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 and you can always tell an entrepreneur because an entrepreneur isn't faced by, oh, well, that's got 62 problems. They say, here, I'm going to solve those, right? right? And so in growing up in dot-com, I've always realized that we have a, a, you know, look, the internet was designed to be resilient. 
And what we did in phase one was really decentralized content, right? And then in kind of phase two, we decentralized communication through voice IP. I did a company there. And then we decentralized commerce, right? All of a sudden, anybody. So, so what happens? Anybody can be a content creator. Anybody can communicate. You and I are communicating across the world right now, marginal cost of bandwidth. And anybody can sell anything to anybody. But the problem is, is that our trust model is still centralized. Right? If I don't know you and you don't know me, what do we do? We use a bank. We both trust, we, we both trust the bank, right? right. Well, the problem is, is that when you connect a bank to the internet, they become a honeypot and, and they're a single point of failure, which is exactly what we're trying to get away from, right? So I've yeah. always known that we've had this kind of centralized trust problem. And when Ken came to us and said, look at Bitcoin, I was like, holy cow, this is amazing. I was very skeptical because it's money and the world's big central institutions control money, but the technology behind it, blockchain was like, wow. Okay. And so that's when I realized we've, we've got to, we've got to get into this. This, this is it. Like this is, this is, this is going to be, I, I just knew it. Uh, you know? And so we started buying some Bitcoin and, getting involved early on um, with a bunch of different um, investments and technologies. And now it's just starting to take off. Um, I actually actually think we're still in the first inning. I I, I still think we're at that kind of 10 to 12% market penetration rate. Um, But generally that's when markets take off, right? They usually take off at that 10 to 12% rate. Uh, Right. The, the and actually, I was, I was going to actually ask you about that, right? So every, everyone knows about like the curve, right? So you have yeah. your early movers first, then early movers, and you go and kind of to your first adopters. And then, you know, you, yeah. you kind of go down the line. Do you, do you think, I think, I personally think we're on the cusp of moving past like early adopters to first movers, but where would no. you see us kind of on that scale of, of where we're headed? Yeah. So, so generally the curve goes visionaries, which is like 5%, right? And then the early adopters are up to 10%. And then to go from early adopters to early majority, uh, Jeff Moore wrote a book uh, called Inside the Tornado, Crossing the Chasm, Cosmic chasm. Inside the Tornado, right? Mm-hmm. So it's hard to kind of jump into the mainstream majority, that early majority. It's hard, right? Because if something's too complicated, they'll basically say, F that, I'm not doing that, right? right? I would argue VR, for instance, hasn't jumped, right? right. VR is just too, it's like, I don't want to wear goggles and get dizzy and, and, and have wires going all over the place, right? All of my, my living room, right? So I would argue it probably hasn't crossed the chasm. So generally that cross the chasm process happens right around 12%. Uh, and when it does cross the chasm, right? What happens, and this isn't me, this is like, you know, lots of books written about that. I think, I think it's called product diffusion theory. That's my Carnegie Mellon kind of geekery. Uh, you know, you can, we, it's on Wikipedia, there's a bunch of good stuff there. But, um, there's a lot of alpha in the beginning, right? Because right. it's going from zero to one, okay? Uh, but it's not at scale. Like there's not a ton of peak, there's not a lot of it. Uh, whereas most of the alpha happens when you cross the chasm and jump in the tornado. So you asked me, long-winded answer to your question, I apologize, but oh, you good. asked me, where are we? What you think? I, I, I think we're just now, or over the chasm, and we're, and we're just getting into the tornado. So I nice. think, you know, you're seeing global money come in, you're seeing institutionals uh, all embrace this big custody firms like BNY Mellon and State Street announcing they're going to custody this stuff. Uh, Coinbase has got more uh, account holders than Fidelity and Charles Schwab combined. 
and and I think the key to all of this is is that it's global from day one, right? So the internet wasn't global when it first launched. It was really Silicon Valley, Boston, New York, and then it finally went global. It, you know, e-commerce the same way. Now, boom, everything is global immediately. So I, I think we're just jumping inside the tornado. Um, and I would tell you to the entrepreneurs that may be listening or watching this, you know, one of the biggest mistakes I made, um, I, 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 and I've made it a couple of times, um, is that when a market's early, we all tend to say, ah, it's too competitive. I'm not going in. Right. Because everybody goes in. Right. And so today I hear that from a lot of entrepreneurs. They say, oh man, there's five people doing this and I don't know, I, it's too crowded. I, I don't know if I should go in. And my answer to that is only 12% of the people are in the market. There might be five people doing it, but all of those guys have almost no market share. And if it is the first inning, the bulk of the market is still going to come in. So go for it. Yeah. Like, like go for it. All right. Fight the fight. Like, cause you're going to look back and go, man, I should have, uh, because all those boats are going to rise. There'll probably be a consolidation. Some will fail, but if you got a dream, don't at this point, you know, don't be, don't be competitive right now. Now, like I wouldn't go compete with Coinbase. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but then they've again, also been, you know, they've like, also been in the market for like eight years. Right. That, so that, that, that's right. But if it's still early, right. Like I, I give you an example, you know, I, I, I was a uh, general manager of Lycos.com. We were the number two portal behind Yahoo. And if you would have told me that Google, this new company was going to be the market leader and Yahoo and Lycos were be out of business or, you know, blown away. Uh, when I was doing that, I would have told you you were, you know, high on drugs, <laughs> right? I mean, Google was number, what were they, 12th to enter the market? Yeah. 14th? They were super they were late. late, right? Yeah. They were a lot later. And by the way, Google came, when did Google come into the market? They came in in the early majority. Yeah, They weren't even there in the early adopter visionary phase. So, you know, so that's why I look at, I look at what's going on in the market right now. You've got a lot of really cool layer ones. You've got a, little, a lot of really good layer twos. You a lot of people solving a lot of problems, but to think that the market leader today, and I'm a, look, I'm a huge fan of Bitcoin. I think Bitcoin's going to be around forever. Okay. I, I'm a big holder. I'm a holder. I, I'm not poo-pooing Bitcoin, but I'm also a, a pragmatic person in the sense that there's a lot of problems that still haven't been solved. And, and, and I don't think we've seen everything in the market that we, you know, that, that, that's yet to come. Right. And so, I, I, right? I, I just want to add to that. Like I, I talk to people about this all the time, right? If, 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 if Bitcoin is digital gold, and if you look at the regular market and you look at gold, yes, gold is steady, but it's not the biggest market cap. It's not the biggest right. opportunity. It's, right. it's always the technologies. And if you look at the rest of the cryptocurrency market, which in my opinion, crypto markets are blockchain startups. They're just under the umbrella of the coined phrase cryptocurrency. That's right. You're going to look at a lot of these projects whose market cap will flip Bitcoins. And it's just a matter of time, right? Hey, Cryptocurrent crew, this is Steve Miller, and I'm the host of CC Live, the show that keeps you up to date with what's popping off in crypto land. Every episode of CC Live brings you the latest news, keeps you updated on the top projects, and decrypts everything you need to know to get ahead in the wild world of Web3. So if you really want to stay Cryptocurrent, join Richard, Chris, and I every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on YouTube Live. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe to Cryptocurrent's YouTube channel today, and as always, stay Cryptocurrent.
mean, look, we invested in this. We we invested in this in this uh, currency called NDAO, NDAU, uh, and it's it it actually was built on the Cosmos Tendermint uh, uh, blockchain. It's its own native blockchain, it, and it's it's been out there for you know it's it's been mainnet actually for a while. It's designed to be basically a long-term store of value. So it's designed to be a, like Bitcoin, but it's also designed to have a yield. And it's also algorithmic to hopefully adapt to market conditions. So, you know, this thing has been out for, for a while. Um, the, by the way, the yield rate on this thing, uh, when you lock it up for three years, is 25%. 25%. Okay. Wow. If you lock it up for one year, I think the yield is 15%. Uh, now, um, the prices fluctuate. It's it's not a stable coin, right? So the price is it was as high as forty two. I think it's down today at you know ten. Uh, it's on KuCoin, a bunch of other exchanges. Anyway, um, but but that is kind of like super early, right? So in other words, the team is really figuring out the the algos and they're modifying it. And you know, uh, I think there's around fifteen thousand people that hold it you know, market cap on the thing is around, I don't know, 200 million, something like that. But anyway, um, the reason why we invested in that was exactly your point, right? It, it's so early that, you know, the whole concept of creating this adaptive, intelligent currency that reads the market versus a free floating one is, is, is really profound. So let's, let's, let's take a look at that. Uh, and, 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 and that's, that's what, you know that's what this is that that's what this is all about. I mean, we did another investment uh, in a thing called Ichi, uh, and we got in early. We we know that we know the founder, um, and we love what they're doing. They're basically building stable coins for uh, for it's a stable coin protocol for people with large treasuries, right? That want to right. uh, announce. Um, you know, I think we're for, you know we're fourteen x our money on that deal. <laughs> uh, right now, now we're, 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 a vent, we're a venture fund. We're not hedge fund. Right. So what right. we do is if, if you believe that you're in this, if you believe that this is the first inning, why the hell would you sell now? Yeah. Right. It's kind of well, like Amazon, right? When Amazon went public, you double your money. You're like, woohoo, I'm a rock star. Right. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's so I want to talk about this for a couple of different reasons. I want to talk about a couple more of the other projects that you're in, but What's, what's really great about you in this conversation right now is I try to impart to our listeners that time for good projects, you would typically win. If you look at historically, even in Bitcoin, if you bought at the top of any of the market, usually over the course of like three and a half years, you still always win. You still always. become profitable. I, I, I agree with that. I'm not giving any advice here. No, uh, no financial advice. Caveat, no financial advice, right? right. But, uh, and I don't have a crystal ball, so I, I can't predict anything. Uh, I can predict just as well as you, right? Um, but I agree with you. I, I agree. It, it, it's just macro. It, it's right. just simple math, right? If, 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 if you believe that we are in the first inning and we just crossed the chasm, if you believe that, and what you mean, what you believe is, is that the market is going to grow exponentially, okay, from 10% to 80%. How many doublings is that? It's a lot. It's a lot. And so if you believe that, then in a macro sense, if you invest in that market, you're going to, you're going to kill it. Right. And to, to speak to that a little bit more, again, just looking at what happened in 
Web 1.0. We had this gigantic boom. All of these companies kind of came out out of nowhere and a lot of them failed, but it doesn't mean that even with the ones that failed, there wasn't money to be made. There wasn't opportunities, but like, we're not, we're not there yet. We're not even close to where like, boom, now we have all these things and like all of them are going to make it like we're, if if you had to compare from web 1.0, like how early we are in this, like, I think one of the latest uh, alliterations that I kind of got to was we went from being in this giant room with a giant computer to finally getting that like first personal computer. So like the internet's not even there yet. Like we're just, we're still like in the infrastructure place. Like how would you kind of compare that? Yeah. So, so, um, there's, there's a couple of thought bubbles in here that I want to, I want to share with you. So there, there, I, I, I believe that, look, you know, you're right. We went from these big computers to everybody owning a computer to everybody having one in their pocket. And the one in their pocket has a camera, has a video camera, microphone, and does everything. We went from a world where, um, we had to dial into a service to chat to a world where now you can go to any uh, site to get content and, and communicate. And, 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 and so every time, you know, the, the world has just been kind of, you know, decentralizing. And so this is kind of the next evolution. Uh, like we, like we started in the beginning, it's really the next evolution. Here, here's, here's two fundamental points that are absolutely critical in my opinion that people need to understand. And I, and I, I talk, all the time about this. The first is this, what we're building now are not companies. Companies are centralized bastions of the old world. Think of them like the tower and everybody goes and they have a hierarchy with a CEO and a board of directors. And we all go to that tower and we work that shiny tower. And below that shiny tower is a town square. And that town square is loaded with people. The town square is the network, okay? The companies are the tower. And what we're doing is we're moving, right? And by the way, this is now Ferguson's book. I think I have it around here, the tower and the square, the square and the tower. I always get it confused. But it, it, we're, what we're building now are networks, networks of people. And by definition, the value of that network is how, is what? Is being distributed by the token of the network. And that means that everybody that owns the token and is part of the network owns a piece of the network, right? So, so if you think about Facebook, that's a centralized thing that's owned by Mark Zuckerberg and the shareholders, and you are part of that by feeding all your content into it, and he's making all the money off of you, right? What's that old adage? If you're in a service and you don't know what the product is, you're it. You're the product. You're the product. Yep. Bingo. So, so that's the old model, right? Is the centralized tower model, right? You go on Twitter and they can censor you and say, I don't like you and you're, or you're ghost banned and you're out. Why? Because they're in a tower and they can control it. If we move to a town square model, blockchain, voila. So number one, we've got to, agree, we got to understand that as we're buying into these things, as investors, we're buying into networks. How fast is the network growing? How many people are on it? How much code is being written? What's the network being used for? What's the velocity? What's the cost? You got to look at all that stuff. That's one very, very, very important point. The other important point here as an investor is is speed to liquidity. why Why was venture capital created? Venture capital 
is kind of a group is a is a way of investing in stuff that's not liquid. So if you got a company or an idea and I invest in you, I got to give you a seed round and then I got to give you a series A and then you you take some risk off and you do some things and I give you a B at a step up in value and I give you a C and a step up in value and a D and each time I give you more money, you need more money. But the risk is reduced so the value is higher, right? Right. And the model is 14 years. 16 years to unicorn to get liquidity. So, you know, I don't know about you, but the actual average individual investor isn't going to keep shelling out money for 14 years on a, on a prayer and a hope that it's going to be a unicorn. There's a lot of risk in right. that, right? And a lot of, a lot of people can't. <laughs> and a lot of people can't, just, just can't, right? And by the way, if you don't have a lot of dry powder as a venture capital, meaning if you don't have a lot of available capital, you, you risk, I, I do the seed, like angel investing is hard, right? Because I do the, I don't have a lot of money. I do the seed round. I do the A round. And then all these big guys come in and what do they do? They dilute me out. Right. Uh, because I can't, I, I can't keep writing checks. Right. So it's, it's a hard thing. Um, you still, you still make money, but it's a hard thing. So, so that's kind of the old model, right? I think if you looked at uh, the data, it says that the average exit, I'm the exit across, I don't know, 20,000, 18,000 funds on a deal is like 4.6 years. Now that includes failure and that includes uh, like, you know, just a accu hire, right? Uh, where they where they buy the thing for assets. Mm -hmm. So it, it, whatever way you look at it is five years. This market, because we're building networks is going liquid in a year, two years. But now all of a sudden you've got this, this, this system where people can buy into networks and then that thing goes live mainnet. And then there's now there's not like crazy liquidity, right? Liquidity builds over time. So, you know, you may not be able to get all your money out, but maybe get your cost out or something. But but there's there's this timing thing. And that's what's exciting about this is that now all of a sudden everybody around the world can kind of participate uh, in this market. Whereas before you just couldn't, you, couldn't. you know, if you couldn't write a million dollar check into a venture fund, uh, you couldn't. Our fund, Cosmo X, is tokenized for that reason. Outside the U.S., $10,000, you're in the fund. Okay, inside awesome. the U.S., it's more because uh, it's Reg D. It's a, it's FINRA, so it's it's right. $250,000 inside the U.S. But it's also tokenized. So that means I'm, I'm in and out of the fund if I want, right? And again, that's what blockchain kind of buys you. Um, so those two things, I think people, you got to get it. If you don't get it, th those are the two critical things. Number one, time. Right, this is fast time to liquidity, not full liquidity, but some form of liquidity, and you got to be able to manage it, right? And then the other right. thing is, we're building networks. We're building networks here. We're not. Sometimes you build companies, you know. It's not all networks, but the majority. If if you're investing in tokens, you're investing in a network. If you're investing in private in equity, you're you're investing in companies. Right. And I think those are two really good approaches to look at this. And I think it's a new way for people can conceptualize it. And for everyone listening, if you didn't follow that, go listen to it a couple of times and let it resonate because that's, that's where things I think are headed as well. And I think that's a really good alliteration of, you know, thinking about the towers and the squares versus right. networks. I think that's a really, really good way to, to, to think about that. But man, yep. you, you've dropped a ton of really good knowledge on us today. And always <laughs> like to, everybody's to, mind right now. <laughs> always like to, to wrap up with a couple of fun questions. Uh, the first, which you kind of, talked about earlier, but want to present it in a different way. Uh, you've been in this space 
you've been a not serial entrepreneur for uh, a long time and you've learned a lot of lessons along the way. If you could go in part one to three, I'm a, because you have so much experience, I'm going to say three. If you give okay. yourself three pieces of advice when you first got started, yep. what would you tell yourself? So uh, number one uh, is only an idiot runs out of gas in an airplane. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what, what does that mean? You as an entrepreneur, your number one, your number one job is to make sure there's enough fuel in the tank for you to fight the fight. That, that, that's the first thing and the most important thing that you, that you got to do. Number two, it's all about passion. Passion is a gravitational force that will pull all the resources you ever need to you. Think of passion like a black hole. If you've got it, you're going to get employees. You're going to find other people that like what you're doing. And, 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 and honestly, they will fall out of the sky. I, I swear to God, they will fall out of the sky if you're passionate because people want to be around other passionate people and they want to be passionate too. And it feels good to be passionate. And let's face it, we're, we're, this, this is a cruise. We're, we're doing some really cool stuff here, right? We're banking we the bank. So just, I know it sounds trite, but I'm telling you passion. The third is, is, um, stay positive, man. It's hard. You, you said it in the beginning, right? You're fighting, you're stressed, it's difficult uh, as an entrepreneur. Just stay true, man. Let go, fight. You're, you're the man in the arena, as Teddy Roosevelt says, right? You're tasting the dust and the sweat and the blood, but you're also got the glory of the win. So just do it, man. Stay stay true, show that passion and just and just, you know, what a great time to be an entrepreneur, man. I'm, I'm in my fifties, like, holy cow, there's, there's the more wealth is going to be generated in the next 20 years, 10 to 20 years and ever imagined. This is, this is exciting time. Exciting I time. hundred percent agree. I think those are three amazing nuggets. Um, I've, I don't know if you've ever written a book, but it might be considering something in the, in the, in the future because you got you guys a wealth of knowledge in there, man. So we, we definitely appreciate that. Well, look, check me out on Twitter. I'm at Rob Frasca. And, uh, you know, you want to see our portfolio. It's CosmoX.com. By the way, we named the firm Cosmo. After get this after Cosmo Medici. Nice. Cosmo Medici was the patron father of the Medici family that invented the banking system that uh, we're all working to uh, make obsolete. That's right. I think that's a that's a really cool name. And um, actually, on that, so I know that you brought this up, and I, I do want to give this again. So for people who are interested, because you said it's, it's tokenized, if they want to potentially participate in. Um, uh, Cosmo X, they can yeah. uh, reach out to you on, on, yeah, on your go, website. They can go right on CosmoX.com. Uh, and then what that does is it takes you over to a site called Securitize, where you get all the documentation, uh, KYC, AML, all that, all that good stuff. Uh, in the U.S., you've got to be accredited. Uh, investor, there's a big minimum. There's a two hundred fifty thousand dollar minimum in the U.S. Outside the U.S., uh, there's a lower minimum. Uh, it's just the state of the world. Uh, and like I said, this isn't any investment advice, right? I always got to say that. Uh, but yeah, that's how you do it. Cosmox.com. You can see our portfolio out there. We got about 23 deals or we do about a deal a month. Uh, we just did an NFT deal uh, called BZ. Pretty cool. So we're, we're doing Web3, a lot of cool stuff. 
Awesome, man. Well, as we wrap up here, what is a final thought that you want to leave with all the listeners here today? Uh, final thought is, uh, you know, do your research. There's a lot going on. It's impossible to keep up with all this stuff. Uh, join these networks. Get involved. These are all ecosystems. Have fun. I don't know. It's hard. No. I can't keep up with it. No, that is, that is... Speed is life. You know, it's kind of a holdover from flying. Speed is life. Uh, but man, it's, 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 uh, it's exciting, exciting stuff. Absolutely. And I might've just lied. Cause I actually thought of one more question that I do want to ask you that I didn't get to ask earlier. And I think it is important while we have you is as you're looking across at, of course you said, do your own research when you're looking at potential deals, but like, what are some of the things when you're looking at a, uh, your, one of your portfolio companies and they're, you're evaluating if you want to bring them in, like, what are some big qualifiers that you think is really important while you're doing your research? Yeah, we, we like to look at the network, uh, how fast the network is growing, number one. Number two, the team is always super critical, right? Who's running this thing? Have they done it before? Do they know what they're talking about? Um, one of the nuances of this market is syndication value. So in the old world, remember that series A, B, C, D, E. Um, as an investor, you always wanted to look at were there a lot of deep pockets, were there big investors involved? In this market, you don't need that. So this market, what you tend to do is look at, and the entrepreneurs have gotten smart, right? Raise small amount of money from a lot of people is always better than raising a lot of money from one guy. Trust me, okay? Mm. It's better to take 10 million from a thousand people than 10 million from one guy. Trust me, okay? As an entrepreneur. <laughs> and the entrepreneurs, when you're, and by the way, if you're building a network, you want the people in the network to buy into the network, right? Makes right. sense. So um, I would look at that, right? Look at the network and, and we look at, okay, who else has invested in this and how many people have invested and, and, and what's the allocation size and, you know, what's the overall, um, you know, kind of roadmap. Those are kind of the fundamental and the tokenomics and all that good stuff are important, but you, you know, you want to, uh, you want to look at how many, how many, how many people are willing to invest into and buy into the network. Right. No, I definitely appreciate that. Um, I think a lot of people when they're doing their own research, sometimes they don't necessarily know where to look, whether it's the white paper, where they look at the team, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, a lot of what we typically emphasize is first and foremost, look at the team, look at who's actually yeah. building this. And then do they have the experience to try to execute on what the vision is that they have? And then as far as the vision goes, what is their actual role? You know, what is their timeline look like? And right. is it, can they actually execute upon that and then kind of, you know, take the rest from there. But um, again, there's, another, I, there's another thing too, that you look at too, I call them signal callers. So, so there are, there are some folks that are really pretty decent signal callers, right. Or firms, right. So when you see, you know, some of these bigger name firms come in, um, they generally bring, uh, they're a good, it's a good signal, right. It's a good signal to say, Hey, wait a minute, Galaxy's getting involved. Maybe I should. Or Coinbase Ventures just put some money in, maybe I should. Or Binance, right? And 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 it's just because they have a lot of capital, they have a lot of clout, and and you know, I mean, look, you know, Galaxy is what three something billion. You know, Coinbase is massive, Binance is huge, um, and and so you know, don't be afraid also to look at 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 signal callers, but don't be blind to that either, right? You know, right. Uh, just because they're big and they know what they're doing doesn't mean they're right, uh, but. You know, if it it, 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 I always, you know, always tell people look at who the, you know, who the signal callers are. 
Absolutely. Well, again, man, thank you for that information. Thank you for everything that you shared today. For everyone sure. listening, if they want more information and want to be able to learn more about your, your fund, follow you on Twitter. Can you just share all that again? Yeah, it's at Rob Frasca uh, on Twitter. Uh, I'm not a prolific Twitter uh, person, but uh, I do uh, from now, every now and then. Uh, and the site is CosmoX, uh, C-O-S-I-M-O, CosmoX.com. That's the fun site. Uh, and you can see our portfolio there. Uh, we, we update it. Uh, and, and, and you can click through. There's all kinds of documentation and all that good stuff there. Excellent. Well, again, Rob, thank you so much for spending some time with us. And of course, for everyone listening, stay CryptoCurrent. Hey, CryptoCurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Tulane Tyler. Richard's insight and commentary on the podcast is invaluable. Not only is it incredibly educational, but also fun and engaging at the same time. Great work on the podcast. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date in the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to deritterproductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Carthon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay Cryptocurrent. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Cryptocurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice. This show and any other cryptocurrent production is exclusively for informational purposes.